Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 282 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, Killer Instinct's new anniversary edition. That didn't get a question mark. New arcade version of Virtual Fighter 3, question mark. That gets one. How did we get a new Virtual Fighter 3? Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 gets a release date. That's important. I think that game will be up my alley. I haven't played it yet. Uh, what game just passed an important milestone? Question mark. And we have a new title for Nintendo Switch Online Plus. I don't think I have that Dragon's Dogma story pulled up. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, with incomplete uh, stories pulled up. I guess I'll <laughs> I'll do that right now and make sure everything's in order. Yeah, I added it maybe, I don't know, five minutes ago. Oh, Brant. Time to move it over. Where is it Where is it behind? Virtual Fighter? Uh, yes. Okay, my news is now in order. I'm going to try to make it through this show. We pushed it back from last night. Uh, thank you, vigil- vigilant listeners. I got some messages like, where's the show? Uh, my throat. Listeners. Yes. Now we're talking. Is that what we call our, is that our fan group? Vigilante. Vigilante 18s. There's only 18 of them. Uh, I've got a cold of sorts, and my throat was not great yesterday. And I thought a delay would be a good idea, and it was worse today somehow. So (laughs) Uh, just bear with me. I'm going to try not to do a whole lot of reading of the stories. We'll let let the other stories take over. Might be a a brief show for sanity's sake. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman. That's the sick voice that you hear. I'm sorry I didn't finish my introductions. Joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. Should be relatively quick, short, brief, light he, news week. He built short news stories uh, to take pity on me. Thank you, Brant. It's very kind of you. I was hoping you were going to say by the seashore, but... We wouldn't give Newsmaster roles to just anyone, so thank you for being very considerate with your selection. Uh, also, that voice you heard in the background. So that's our conception on the second, our resident lore master and page master. Hello. I see some F-Zero news coming through as well. Yeah, I know you guys actually played that. I need to fire it up and yeah, put my name in the hat. There. Well, there's some uh, new updates that just got announced. I mean, they're getting ready to cancel until you play it. Yeah. It'd be nice to get a physical copy like I did uh, the Batman. Tetris one. Or... Yeah, the yeah, Tetris. I got a Tetris one. Did they do a physical copy of that Pac-Man game? Mm, no. I got the Tetris one because at the time it, that was a cheaper way to get that than Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, sure, I'll get this. It's no, it's no big deal. It was interesting just for the hell of it. I know when I was looking through all my Switch stuff, when I downloaded that F zero ninety nine, I still saw the uh, Mario thirty five on there. It's like, oh, just for the hell of it, let me see if this even boots up. It does. It, it'll take you to the main menu, but then you try to do anything, and it says, sorry, this has been discontinued. Great. So, <laughs> I was like, okay. Video games these days, right? Yep. I um, It's weird you mentioned that. You remember Flappy Bird on iOS and Android? Or maybe mm-hmm. it was just iOS. Like, I've never deleted Flappy Bird, and you can't install it. I've got a iPhone 8 or something somewhere with it still on there. But like in my games folder, it's always there, like ready to be downloaded again. I have Flappy Bird on it's not on there, but it's it's ready to go. That guy was like too successful too fast and then just pulled the game from those app stores. That was that was wild. Did we talk about that on the show? Have we been around long enough to 
I know it's come up in conversation. We've been around long enough to have remasters of remasters, so there's no telling. Or remasters of PS5 patches or whatever. Uh, do 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 do. Cesar was telling me about this one on Steam. Cesar, do you want to take the Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct's new anniversary edition? And did the Steam Path to Victory play out like you had mapped out? It did. I'm downloading it now with the free DLC. So uh, nice. this is from VGC from Jordan Midler. Killer Instinct is getting a new anniversary edition and a free-to-play version. This was uh, done over a stream, question mark, not too long ago. I'm trying to look into this article. Yeah, it says during a yeah. live stream to live celebrate stream. the 10th anniversary. Yeah, and I think they, Iron Galaxy came back and wrote in the blog where they uh, clarified it a little bit more. During the live stream and 10th anniversary, Killer Instinct basic game will be free-to-play on console and PC, featuring one free weekly rotating fighter as well as a single-player local and ranked modes. $30 Killer Instinct Anniversary Edition will include all $29, $29, 29 fighters with premium content. The currently available Killer Instinct Definitive Edition will be retired from digital stores and replaced by the Anniversary Edition. All purchased the Definitive Editions will be upgraded to the Anniversary Edition for free. Uh, there is a caveat here. Edition. The Killer Instinct Anniversary Edition will include the Definitive Edition app, which featured developer interviews, concept arts, as well as the standalone versions of Killer Instinct 1 and 2. However, owners of the Definitive Edition will still be able to access this content. We're also retiring all a la carte purchasing of individual fighters and various editions. Remember, anything you previously purchased will remain in your library and you will have access to it. Iron Galaxy wrote in the blog explaining the changes. So they did this the right way, essentially. Was there Killer Instinct 2 or is that just gold? Did they it was, call it was releases gold? gold. Yeah. yeah. On the, the N64 consoles. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, if you go by the Retronauts, like, 10 years, it's been 10 years, right? That's a retro game. It's bizarre to think Xbox One and PS4 launching retro platforms now. It's just, it doesn't, I don't I don't know if I go by that connotation. How do we feel about the 10-year thing? I also read two generations back. I, I feel like that's a little bit closer. Like, a PS3, I would consider a retro console. It used to be, like... Does it need a different display type to <laughs> properly be played on? But that's not the case anymore with upscalers and all that sort of stuff. It's a pretty cool upgrade. I never played this, and I remember when it came out, it was like one of the exclusive things for an Xbox One when it launched. Uh, yeah, I follow a couple uh, like independent Japanese VTubers. Of this. Mm-hmm. They're very big on Killer Instinct, so like as soon as this uh, anniversary edition came out, they started firing it up again. I also always thought of it as a Nintendo property, so it's, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I think we talked about a couple episodes back when 3D fighters have kind of been distilled into Mortal Kombat, Tekken, and uh, Street Fighter. You kind of have the Virtual Fighters and the Soul Calibers and Killer Instinct kind of on the outside of those when they, I mean, you have a a big anniversary update here that hopefully gets supported and... um, I mean, Richard, your fan favorite, uh, General Ram made this a Microsoft product. So when they that's true, yeah, that's true. And they put it was like it was Master Chief, but it wasn't Master Chief in uh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is another one I forgot about. Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Did everybody else forget about Dead or Alive? Never did. I mean, I love me some Dead or Alive games also, but I mean, the, what was our last one of those? The Xbox Series consoles, uh, Dead or Alive box. You can play every version of Dead or Alive on it. So I never forgot. Maybe except uh, Extreme Beach Volleyball may be the only one, but everything else well, is playable. What's a dedicated uh, 
Dead or Alive box, would you say? Uh, the series consoles. Series consoles are Dead or Alive machines. You can do everything but the volleyball game, I believe. You can do one, two, three, four, five, and six. Uh, through the Ultimate, the backwards compatibility with the Ultimate mm. SKUs. God, I remember when those games came out. They looked so freaking good. You watched it movement, and it was like, oh, God. I, have all, I know else. for a fact because I have them all uh, installed on in my Series X right now. Uh, you have them on the Series <laughs> consoles? Yeah. Dead or Alive box. It's like my uh, PlayStation's a Star, uh, Star Ocean box. Every version of Star Ocean's on there. All the Star Ocean's. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know why a series hasn't taken I mean maybe this is the new model. It seems like fighters are trying to find a model with which to su- succeed, but it seems like Tekken Tekken Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter just kind of plug away. They have similar like single player modes and there's an adventure mode and all that. Don't they kind of have a similar season pass structure and all that sort of stuff? Can why these other fighters seem to struggle with that? I, I mean with Namco, you're going to have Soul Calibur's not going to get the resources Tekken's going to get, right? I think I, I mean, read somewhere the last one that was like 10 to 1 or something. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I think, I think the only ones that don't have a free-to-play version is what, like you said, Tekken. Soul Calibur, unless it's like a standalone game. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I know Dead or Alive has gone through their core, what they core fighters, where they do a la carte, buy what you want in there. Was that Dead they, or Alive? Yeah, they're like five and six all had like a free tier version where you can buy what you want without uh, with a free version of the game. So that's the only this and the Killer Instinct the only one the only three that come to my mind that I can think of at the moment that does a la carte fighting because even like King of Fighters has all been one skew and I can't think of anything else. Tekken's always been one skew uh, outside of a. Uh, couple of like online only ones here and there right the anime fighters like the blast blues and the yeah well the dragon ball one was big a couple of years ago yeah but i don't think they've done a free the play version of that one i think guilty gears the same no. way uh we went down on twitch for a minute so i was trying to figure out what was happening there you may have to pull your feed back up because it was down it says it's down on this channel on this restream thing too but i pulled it back up on the phone huh. Pull back up on the phone. Uh, next up, another fighting game. This is the fighting game episode. Rank your favorite fighting games. We'll stay tuned to the end of the show, and we will be ranking our favorite fighting games. Probably not. Uh, but, uh, no, probably. Not. <laughs> virtual. <laughs> I thought this was super cool. Uh, twenty-five years later, Virtual Fighter Three is getting a new arcade version. This comes from Andy Robinson at VideoGamesChronicle.com. In Japan. Or th- in Japan, says Brant. <laughs> Brant's clarifying. We cannot just go play this. Brant, I, we, I thought we were going to meet up tomorrow and have a little mini tournament with the three That would be awesome, right? I mean, we can't do it. We can't do it. Uh, the publisher announced on Saturday that Virtual Fighter 3 TB Online will be released via its all.net arcade download system on November 28th. Virtual Fighter 3TB Online builds on Virtual Fighter 3TB, which was released in 1997 as an upgraded version of Virtual Fighter 3. Online will keep the balance of the original game, but as its name suggests, add online battles and rankings. Alongside the game, Sega has launched a website where players can check their results and rankings in the new game in Japan. Sega's fighting series hasn't seen a mainline installment since 2010's Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown, which was later released on 360 and PS3 in 2012 and made available via minigame in 2016's Yakuza 6 PS4. 
In 2021, Sega released a new version of that game, Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown for PlayStation 4. I remember downloading that on my, I think it's still on my PS5. That was a good version. I think we all bought the DLC, didn't we? Didn't we pay for some DLC, the little five or six dollar one to chip in there? I think I did. Uh, Ultimate Showdown includes updated graphics, new online features with development being led by an all-star team from Sega AM2 and I'm going to butcher this, Ryuga Gotoku Studio. The Yakuza people? Yuga uh, Gotoku. Toku, yeah. Thank you, Cesar, for clarifying. Yeah. That is an all-star team. This was originally, I mean, it was, I know it was an arcade game, but this came out on Dreamcast, right? I think that's where I have the copy of it at. Sounds right. I'm going to pull we, a brand. I'm pulling a brand. I'm doing pull it. Pull a brand. Do it. Do it. And we don't pull have, there's no, like, Virtual Fighter collection, right? I got it, it from uh, Richard's favorite store. Look at the sticker. Rhino. Yeah, mine probably <laughs> came from Rhino. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think we got a native version of 3. I think we only got that 3 2 V. Uh, for consoles, I think the rest was arcades. Because Virtual Fighter Two came out on everything. Yes, put it on consoles, you cowards. Then put it in arcades. Oh, this is a Twitch replay. This isn't even the live thing. Something's happening. We might still be downhill. Put on the best of. The best of no podcast. Just play yeah, the playlist. Put, just just put on a best of. Put it, it looks put like it on keeps... shuffle. Looks like it keeps cutting in and out for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't either. Internet's fine. There we are. All right, I think it's up. Up. We've been up for six minutes, so it's after I made that first correction. It just uh, I was playing back the wrong one. Ah, uh, it'd be nice to get a console release of this, right? AM2 and the uh, Yakuza Studio. That'd be awesome to get a or a Virtual Fighter collection. I would yep. pay. I would pay $100 right now for a Virtual Fighter collection with all of them on there, on playable and new consoles. Same thing with Dead or Alive. Let's see what's coming down the pipe. That'd be awesome. Speaking of what's coming down the pipe. Oh, I see what you did there. Like that segue? That was a great segue. He is referring to (laughs) Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, which was announced last year, but now we actually have a release date. Um, this has kind of been out in the ether where... <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Cap- right. well, I, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt, because uh, I got I got my YouTube ad right here for Sunday uh-oh. Ticket, and it, it tells me, like, even Jets fans got to watch out of market. Like, how did, I'm not a Jets fan. <laughs> how, how did it target me? Ouch. Why are they throwing shade at the Jets people? They didn't. <laughs> well, they didn't ask for the season. Why am I a targeted Jets fan? I'm not even. I've never seen a Jets game ever. Wait, Winnipeg Jets? Winnipeg Jets? Mm, the less, the lesser known New York Jets. Well, your uh, favorite uh, quarterback of all time that lasted 45 seconds in the season. Zach Wilson. That works he lasted too. longer than that. He lasted yeah. longer than that. Oh. That's a very specific targeted ad. I'm sorry you got subjected to that. Yeah, no. Did they have one of those surveys? You know, sometimes they're like, this does not pertain to me. Can yeah, you, you click the little dots on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Can you throw that the in question there? Mark. Is there a question mark on the side? This ad was offensive. Yeah, I want to let you know when I log off here because I can't continue anymore. Uh, so it was rumored that Capcom had a game coming up that uh, was unannounced uh, in Japan. to be released um sometime in the very very near future and people had already 
put together that it was going to be Dragon's Dogma 2, and as of today, they did a dedicated product product showcase, and we got the official release date as March 22nd, 2024. Um, Capcom also provided an overview of the story and an introduction of some of the central characters and quest details. Uh, is there Dragon anything Do- in that March window yet? Thing it starts to get busy. Next year's kind of crowded. I, February's I like say crazy. Already, I know February is is packed with some stuff. So, what do we have coming right off the rip? Uh, What's Princess Peach? I mean, you got seven rebirth at the end of February, so mm-hmm. February twenty ninth to be exact. I think a lot of those Nintendo games are right there in that February March. All those like the. Donkey Kong, The Princess Peach. Um, gosh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, the Wait. Donkey Kong minis. I was like, yeah, the the, Kong the, the yeah the GBA uh, mm-hmm. remake of Mario versus Donkey Kong. I guess I should have clarified, not just Donkey Kong. We never did get that uh, rumored 2.5D Donkey Kong yet, so nope. yeah. it'd be nice to have that pop up somewhere. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the game release list. March is not that bad. Right now, the only ones announced is Unicorn, Overlord, Dragon's Dogma 2, and Princess Peach Showtime. It's going to start filling up, though. March, March now, ends up being Feb- crazy. Feb- February is the one that's stacked because you got Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. You got Persona 3 Reloaded, Suicide Squad, yep. Hell Divers, Banishers, Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remastered, Marvel. Oh, Kong, I forgot about that one. Star Wars Dark Forces Remaster, Final Fantasy yep. 7 Rebirth. And then in January, you have Lone in the Dark, uh, Bullstorm VR, Prince of Persia, another Code R, uh, Recollection, uh, Last of Us Part Two Remastered, How Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney Trilogy, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Tekken 8, and then uh, Richard's favorite series of all time, Rugby 24. <laughs> Rounding out January 25th. Oh, so only have like a month and a half to play Rugby 23. Yeah. Yep. It's probably leaving Game Pass. It's probably one of those that just stays in Game Pass. I bought a rugby game for PS2. I never played it, though. So yeah, so far March is 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 good, but you know that's in, near the end of the physical year. So if anybody's gonna fart off some releases, it'll be then. So so January is the brutal one so far. January February is rough. Gauntlet, yeah. Yeah. All right, what are we getting with this uh, Dogma of the Dragons? Young um. So let's see. Dragons Dogma is a tale of the arisen whose heart is taken by the dragon. Said Hiro Bayoshi. Same. Um. He's the series producer. While the sequel mirrors the world setting of the first game, the adventure takes place in a parallel world. Pre-orders for PS5, Xbox Series console, and PC, I believe via Steam, uh, start today as recording of the episode. Um, uh, available in a standard and deluxe edition. Uh, I... This does not detail what you, what you get. get with the deluxe. <laughs> that was my follow up. I was about to say, there's probably uh, with a OST. game like this, it's yeah. it's going to be a soundtrack. You might get yeah. some gear or uh, some kind or of armor, gears. horse armor, maybe some horse armor. Who knows? Um, Hell yeah. Give me that horse armor. And of course, I'm going they, to the pre-order yeah. site. I'm going to see if I can tell real quick. Yeah, pre-order they site do, should tell you. Yeah, yeah they do yep. say that. Uh, yeah, the game was announced last year during a live stream um, of the original original game's 10th anniversary. It's uh, a bunch of items. 
VGC uh, got a hands-on with the game and says it feels a lot like the first game, and that's a good thing. So, what do we yeah. what do we get, Richard? That's a whole bunch of items. It's like a just camping. a bunch of yeah, it's just a, a bunch of items. Explorer's camping kit, uh, fifteen hundred <laughs> fifteen hundred rift crystals. Yeah, Richard. I mean, this multiplayer, but like Richard, come into my Explorer's camping kit. Look at this shit. The extra thirty dollars is sweet. <laughs> All right, so, so <laughs> here's what it gets you: a special camping kit becomes available for purchase at shops in game. Ooh, Stuff to buy shit. Uh, Dragon's Dogma music and sound collection. Uh, item, you get a wake stone, a harpy snare, smoke beacon. Emits a scent enticing to harpies. Heartfelt pendant Finally. can be offered as a gift. The art of metamorphosis, the ambivalent rift incense, and the makeshift goal key. Key to yeah. the gal. Gal? G-A-O-L? Gal? Is that like a portcullis or something? Gal? Goal? Makeshift. It's a makeshift one. <laughs> apparently it's uh... <laughs> and then of we course... have we have gal at home. <laughs> yeah. The gal at home is a makeshift. Fuck am I reading? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that term is. I've never read that before. Thought it was a typo, but then it it, la- it doubled down on underneath there. It was like this is the key to the gal. It says the meaning of gal is a chiefly British spelling of jail. Jail. That makes sense. So I should have been saying jail the whole time. Why do we need a key? We just go there for free for commit crimes, right? I mean, not if you're in your tent that you paid extra for. Hey, man, I'm gonna invite you to that tent. You treat that tent with respect, damn it. Key to the jail. Will it let me in there if I've done if I haven't paid the thirty dollar extra thing? I mean, you can't buy your own tent, but you, I'm sure you can jump in other people's tent. <laughs> Has anybody played that first Dragon's Dogma? I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch some people playing it. It's been so uh, long since I played it, but I have. It's been a- yeah, it broke like in all sorts of funny ways that made it look like it would be super entertaining, especially as a stream. It was a Kotaku stream. I think I was watching way back in the day. Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, next up. Oh, I didn't read this article before. Uh, somebody Yo. have an update on this uh, Sands of Time remake? That's interesting. Um, no, 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 that's not how. It I was gonna say the the whole article, <laughs> the whole article is basically about how the uh, you know how it's been canceled and we haven't gotten updates. Uh, this is basically the the Prince of Persia team coming forth and letting us know that yeah, it's been twenty years since uh, the fr- the original tale uh, of Prince of Persia: Sands of Time was released. God, it's been uh, twenty years. Yes, I found Oof. that pretty hard to believe. Ouch. I mean, we're old, and I find it very believable. Uh, th- and their Except update... Except for Brant when he was probably like one when the game came out. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did provide one update. As you know, the passionate team at Ubisoft Montreal is mm. uh, reimagining the legendary story. Uh, and we are glad to announce that today that the project has passed an important internal milestone and development is progressing. What they is finally the, playing through the original? Yeah, what is the milestone? We don't know. And of course, the article talks about uh, when we first saw the the trailer and then it went back to the drawing board and everything like that. It's just kind of a rehash of the entire saga of this game. Yeah. It's been it's seen some ups and downs because that first trailer that came out with everybody's like, eh, I don't know about this. They looked like it looked like a beta PS3 game or like a really off brand Wii game or something. Yeah, 
like they sent it through some sort of AI upscaling and it just didn't like, no, that wasn't a good pass. This is not going to, this is not going to go. Yeah. Which was unfortunate. Cause like it says in this article later, it was being developed in an Indian studio. Like I said, it didn't do too well since they passed it back to Canada. Mm. Brought it back to the OGs. This is, um, it's, I mean, it's available on steam. It plays on steam deck. I, if I remember right, without yeah. too much finagling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it's yeah, I believe it's verified actually. Yeah, and then um, I believe the disc is playable on the series consoles, or or you can buy a digital copy. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's available and it still holds up. It looks and plays fantastically, and the music's awesome. But uh, we'll see what this we'll see. This turns out to be twenty years have passed. I can't believe that this was this was like formative game release for my friend group at the time. It was a lot of like drooling over screenshots and looking forward to what you know the new spin on Prince of Persia was going to be, and then we got like sequel after sequel after that. It was, it was wild, and then nothing. Well, the movie tying game, and then the reboot with the cell shaded stuff, and then that's been it, right? And we finally get a new one in January, yeah. the side scrolling one. Yes. All right. Last but not least, in news. Da, 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 da. So that's our absolute favorite uh, rare game from the N64. The, uh, I've heard him refer to it as the crown jewel of the N64 library. As long as it's not uh, Banjo-Kazooie, man. I fucking hate that game. Wow, you put this above Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I've ever played this game. I refuse to. It has. I mean, we're, of course, referring to Jet Force Gemini. But I believe they... Didn't they patch, like, two, two analog stick support to the 360 version? Or that... Um, the rare replay one? I think it's I, way more playable. This this one's hard to control. I don't know if I even fired that one up. I literally, I think I've seen my brother play it, and I was like, this is yeah. not a, a good game, and I never I never played it. I think Renee might have, might have played a lot of it. Renee has entered the chat just now, so Renee, yeah, please R- tell us about your experience with Jeff Force Gemini. Renee, I think you played Jeff Force Gemini on the N64. It seems vaguely familiar. That is, of course, is coming to Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion service. Um, we're getting it this December. Japan is getting it November 30th alongside GoldenEye, so they didn't get GoldenEye until now. Don't and weren't you saying, Cesar, that this is the first time GoldenEye is released in Japan? Maybe I read that somewhere else. Uh, this release is the first time ever Jet Force Gemini has been made available on Nintendo's digital platforms or services. It was also previously featured in the Rare Replay Collection for Xbox One and added dual analog support. Okay, I thought that was a, a feature behind that one. Because it was hard as shit to control on N64. Brant, any Jet Force Gemini love? Uh, I don't know. I do have a boxed copy back there. I have it for a game I haven't played. Flex, flexing uh, on the boxed copy. Uh, where'd it go? Is that oh, your right. copy? Or did you find that somewhere? No, I found that somewhere. I feel yeah, I feel like I remember you showing it off at some point for games acquired, the games acquired section. I I enjoy it because <clears throat> it's got like the blockbuster sticker on there. Yeah. So it was well, a uh it's got good reviews. I'm looking at it on the Wikipedia page, surprisingly. It was a it was in that era of N sixty four games that when I was looking at early PS2 stuff, it was not that impressive. Like it didn't, it didn't have that scale and scope of what we just had with like the Zelda games and super, even Super Mario 64 still. And and this was one of those. And um, 
Donkey Kong 64. I know it gets a lot of crap for being a collectathon and all that, but it looked really, really, really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Rare was just like, I mean, they were the ultimate. Uh, the N64 was is a way, way worse console and library without Rare's support for sure. Perfect Dark. We the when my my good friend had the PS2 after it came out, we still played way more Perfect Dark than we did anything on the PS2 at the time. And that wasn't, I mean, that was multiplayer. That wasn't, like, totally just graphic stuff. And we still dipped into old school, but that's good that it's out there. Uh, was this, was Jeff Force Gemini showing off in their sizzle reel of N64 games, or is this a new surprise? I uh, was that, surprise. I don't, yeah. I, say it, I don't think it was ever shown off. We went Brandon, down that list a couple of weeks ago, and I think uh, Brandon, 1080. I you, Brandon, I want you to read the first comment in that article. The very <laughs> I already closed, I closed it. Damn it. Yeah, I closed out of the news too. Give me two seconds. I'll pull it right back up. I'm Oop. curious now. Something something struck SR. It's gonna be madness. Yeah. I'm always uh, I'm an agent of chaos, you know that. First Dreamcast okay. better or oh, something like the, that is gonna be a good callback. Where's the comment? Come on, load. Dead air. I see 119 comments. Yeah, it's there. Damn. It People love that Jeff Gemini. I don't think I said uh, it. I want it. Nintendo Live, uh, Liam. Nintendo Live. Lynn. Thank you, Cesar. All right. Uh, I'll just tell Brian. It says on here. You need to. Yeah, I was about to say it says you need to log in to comment, but it won't. Right. It just won't let me look at the comments. Give you the comments the on Nintendo first Live. Com- yeah, first comment from Grumble uh, Volcano. Great name. Uh, this isn't 1080 snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> fair. I was about to say that is the. That is the last game, right? Because we got yeah. all the Mario parties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the Mario parties. Mario, yeah, remember, like for months, people bitching like, "Where's Mario Party?" Which was it, three? Yeah, the three, one they were holding up longest. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, uh, we'll get into games played. I'll be extremely brief to save my, to oh. save my voice. Story your voice. To play more PSP. Uh, that's what I'm sure you saw me. <laughs> I'm sure you saw me on there over the weekend, <laughs> the long holiday weekend. Oh God, PSP. Man, my, my Final Fantasy 16 clock's up to like 36 hours. I've been plugging yeah. away at that game. You're almost past me. It's flawless on that PSP, man. I, I, so I finally I joined the PlayStation Portal subreddit, and I put up a picture of... I'm watching... I just have Sakura in the background, and I'm playing PSP, as one does. <laughs> a floor a floor away from my PS5. And then there's, there's so much discourse about this console, and Reddit's a pretty good... I mean, Reddit's... It gives you a good overview of just about everything, right? The highs and lows of something or information you need. I think it's a good distillation of information. Is that the right term? Mm. So joining that, just reading over people's stuff, this thing has wildly different results for people based on their their setups. It's just like – so people return them like it's unusable for me. And I, I thought that Dang. was going to be my case when I when it, when I started with it. Right there in front of the PS5, I was like, man, this thing sucks. This is exactly what I had ever experienced with remote play. I do not enjoy this. And I'm wondering now if, like, my xCloud stuff might improve with that network change. But talked about last week, I made that switch to the 5 gigahertz network, and it's it's been flawless. But I put up that picture, and people are asking me, like, what's my setup? And, that, and that's what I like from Reddit is, like, bouncing ideas off. Because there's mm-hmm. people that are genuinely frustrated. First off, you can't find the damn thing. They're like lining up at Target early in the morning because they they see Target might get a shipment. It's it's in high demand yeah. somehow. And um, 
Those third party so sneak the, attacks from the Walmart, which is like four ninety nine. When you it's like it's on mm-hmm. sale from Walmart, click on this, like click on this four ninety nine. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, but people are having wildly different results, and and so I, I've you know I've been able to give feedback and stuff, and there's other conversations that have kind of go off gone off that picture that I was that I've posted, but people are playing off of hotspots and like mine is. Sessor's so got the wired scenario, which is probably the most ideal, but I'm on that five gigahertz Wi-Fi uh, spectrum. And it is, I, t- I told someone they were asking about lag and stutter and stuff like that. And I, I said, the best summary I have for it is in a three hour block, I may have three to five seconds every hour where it, the gameplay tells me like you're streaming something. You're not playing this locally. I'll have a stutter, or I'll turn Clive around in Final Fantasy 16, artifacts. and it will just... What's that? They'll start artifacting. Little yeah, there will be... I'll, I'll see artifacts that's like, okay, I'm not actually natively watching this. And then it's right back. Like, I haven't lost anything. I didn't lose a battle. I didn't miss any story bits. Um, It just... And that's three to five seconds every hour, I think, out of out of all that time. And it just... And I know, I know your network depends on it that's going to gauge a lot of your your experience with it but i'm playing so much more ps5 and i i legit i'm going to finish this game up and uh i'm going to plow plow i'm going to go straight into final fantasy 7 remake before that new one i've been threatening to do that for a while but i'm playing so much more of my system now with that you know i can just fire it up so easily i love the interface like you pop it up and it's giving you that jingle and you're looking at that orb thing and it's like and sometimes it takes 10 seconds to make a connection sometimes it takes like 45 seconds and it'll tell you it gives you a little audio cue it's like ready to play and then you just connect and all right if i have 10 minutes or if i have two hours and it just uh it's so so convenient i know it's i know it's limited in its scope for what it does but for what it does it seemed to do really really well um and it got me i text sr today because there's a it's not a black friday special on playstation network but it's like uh in the year yeah and I'm like, man, I'm looking at digital games like I wouldn't have looked at before. I'm looking at them all of a sudden like this is something that I can just I can stream. I can have it sitting on there and I can stream to it. And um, I know everybody's playing Alan Wake 2 now. And so I downloaded Alan Wake Remastered on there. So I might give that a go. But it's it's so convenient having all those options. Um, We played a good bit of Warzone over the break. Uh, well, we got two wins last Saturday. No, we were winless Saturday. And then we got lunch. wins like the Friday previous Wednesday. Yes. Then uh, no, we won Monday during lunch. That's Monday we, back to we, back. Back yeah. to back. Cause uh, we we're going to tell Brent the uh, Groot is the key. When we're all Groots, <laughs> yeah. we were winning with no issues. We came in Brent, second, the third one. Yeah. Brent pay for the Groot. <laughs> pay for the Groot, Brent. The Groots were undefeated. The yeah. first two, the first two drops. It was clinical, man. We, it was not even a contest. It was like four against one almost every time. It was clinical. <laughs> uh, and outside of Warzone and and streaming Final Fantasy 16 to the the PSP. Um, oh, I guess I need to catch up on Final Fantasy 16 just briefly. Uh, I just got one of the last icons. So Clive has kind of been absorbing icons as he's progresses through the story. Those are like the summons from previous games. So like Efreet and um, Shiva. Uh, one of them, I don't know. It seems like the story is headed to an, a point where he's going to have all of them. And uh, there's a major character in the story that he's very close to who is in possession of one of these. And I'm just not sure. One of them just resolved itself. That's the new, most recent one that I got. And it was a. 
was a it was a little bit awkward, but um, <laughs> to say the least, among between these two characters. Uh, but I, I'm not sure where this is going, so we'll, we'll have to see. But it, it does seem to be coming to a head at this point, and I'm still doing all the side quests. Like if a side quest pops up. Yeah, I've, there's one guy who has an icon that's just kicking my ass every time. And ah, yes. Every time I meet this are. character, he's whooping my ass. And uh, the character that was with me for this last ass whooping just gave me their icon in a uh, beachside cutscene, I guess as it were. <laughs> but isn't it isn't it strange? Because you're at the part of the game where like I felt super powerful, and you'd be in a fight with him, and you're like. I'm kicking this guy's ass, and then all of a sudden it goes to the cutscene, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, I can't defeat him." And it's like, yeah. "What? I was kicking his ass, man! What he are you bests, talking about?" <laughs> he bests me in every contest. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm not good enough. Because I actually looked up uh, the the villain at this at this point in the game. He had like a build up. There's a yeah. they'll build up to a special almost, and then you get a special meter, and if you can knock down the boss or whatever, they won't they won't unleash this crazy thing on you. And he did it to me, and I had never failed one of those before. And I was like, what did I do? I was kicking his ass. Like, I can't attack any faster than what I was doing. Man, yeah. come on. And that's then like, it, it seemed like it was in the story where you have yeah. to lose, like Brant was saying. I was like, man, I wasn't ready for this. I was I was handling that, this cat. That is the most common RPG trope, JRPG trope in the world. It, I literally do that in Xenoblade Saga where, not Saga, but uh, Chronicles, where I was like, I yeah. get game plus, and I'm like, max out levels, and I one-hit kill this guy, and then like, oh... I'm about to lose. I was like, there's no way I hit him once. He's, he was instantly out. So it's the, the most common trope, man. Um, I had probably the coolest boss fight that I've done in the entirety of the game. Um, <laughs> Clive's using the icon Ifrit, and Phoenix is alongside. And Phoenix is like a character that is closely related to Clive. And then we're fighting um, Bahamut. Like a big dragon thing, and it was that, just that was a cool set piece. That was a really cool set piece. I talked last week about the impressive scale and um, like a place I visited. You could just see across this giant. It was like the world's creation area, and it, you could just see all these features and castles. And there was a giant waterfall, and there was a desert behind me, and everything's just the scope and scales rendered so beautifully. And then this battle literally takes you to space, like you were in outer space doing all this, and it just. And I, I wasn't playing on my OLED. I was playing on the PSP, and it looked gorgeous. It looked so good. That is probably this. This might have overtaken Ratchet and Clank for most beautiful uh, game I've ever played. It's graphically, it's just phenomenal. I cannot wait for for more in this universe. It's it's going down as an all time fave. But uh, I didn't get into any retro or anything. I think that's we were gonna play Blitz on Thanksgiving. I didn't get in my annual tradition of blitz i'm still craving some nfl blitz at some point it's got to happen i sent you an ollie's ad with the uh, arcade one up blitz god i wanted to go get that shit <laughs> it's got four sticks too <laughs> oh that would have been awesome one at some point it'd be like 115 and everybody will cave i may agree with the missus to get rid of my broken full cabinet yeah, and swap it out yeah swap it out with that one give it to an enthusiast that can do something with it and and have a work a use a working one but then I have all three of those games on 64 and four controllers and all that. So it's just, I don't know, it's one of those. It's a collector conundrum, right? Uh, but that's that's it for my games played this past week. Um, I won't spend too much time on mine. I mean, I've I've put in like six or seven hours in Alan Wake 2. That's it. You still playing uh, on PSP? 
back and forth on console and PSP. You talked uh, about having to, having to figure out the touchpad thing, so I was wondering if that solution was still working or if they had managed yeah, to patch yeah, yeah, it or something. No, no, no. I mean, it works. You just have to hold down. I mean, there's two touchpads effectively on the touchscreen, so you have to hold down the left one and then double tap the right one, and it re- replicates uh, what it needs to do. Once I got into a thread where somebody properly explained it, yeah, it wasn't in the instruction manual, because there isn't one for the PSP, and then there's not <laughs> these games coming out now. Don't, you know, they don't have that ability yet like hey if you're playing on this device or if you're playing it this way you may need to do this so right i mean it's still a new product to hopefully you know they'll figure that part out but yeah i mean I, I, another thing i discovered i don't want to cut you off uh apparently the bandwidth on the psp is like capped at seven megs per second did you see that in any of the threads poking around like that's it's no matter what your speed really is it's that the internal chip is not even like a mimo one and it's like wi-fi 5 yeah but it's uh or it's a mimo gen 1 whatever that is connectivity wise but it's capped at like all the traffic that they they were mapping on their network was seven megabits per second so i think they want you to have 15 internet wise for streaming and such but apparently 15, that's all that's all it's able to handle low. yeah, yeah. I, I think it might just be you know some of that is most of it is better because they, they wanted to go cheap on it and some of that is probably for stability. right so because the ps5 is handling some of that processing power right to send it to the other device so you have to allocate for yeah yeah Anyways, i mean I, just, I read that and it, it looked like someone with more networking knowledge than i have and it looked it didn't seem like it was you know xbox is better look this is only seven <laughs> megabits per second so <laughs> it, you have to look at that kind of stuff on threads you know yeah so i took that as um but I mean, that's why some people have a uh, good success in running those on hotspots, you know, because usually hotspots are not your fastest speed. So, right. But. And if you're on a hotspot, you probably have less Wi-Fi congestion around you, is what I would assume, just being in that environment. So they've they've had luck with those. Depending on your cell server, ser- yeah, cell service provider. So that too, another factor. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I'm at the part where I've kind of talked about it briefly last time where you start out the game as Saga Anderson, who's going to Bright Falls to investigate a call killing um, where they ripped out the heart of, uh, is it really Nottingham? Did that just finally hit me? Yeah, I think that's who it is. I don't know why it just finally uh, hit me now that that's the name of the guy. There was no way. Yeah, it is fucking Nottingham. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he. Is it? This is the character that got their heart cut out. Yeah. Well, I mean, was... no, no, no. It can't be. There's no way. I'm just I'm getting mixed up with something else. My brain is not a. Uh... Is the town Nottingham? Town is Nottingham. But I'm not gonna. I digress. So basically, the person who got his heart stabbed out is a. Uh... A former FBI agent that originally investigated uh, the Alan Wake case uh, previously, who's disappeared for 13 years. So as uh, Saga's going through and investigating this cult killing from the what they call the cult of the tree, uh, where she notices that like it's weird that a cult usually doesn't refer to themselves as a cult, but this one does, um, and sees these little uh, idiocracies uh, throughout. And you have, like, in the background, uh, an Alan Wake frantically typing away story where Saga's reading pages, and it's, like, narrating what's going to happen next, and she decides to follow the story. And so, uh, in a surprise 
Nightingale. That's the name of the guy. It's not Nightingale. Nightingale. I don't know why Nottingham jumped in my head. Uh, my brain's kind of all over the place this afternoon. Nightingale. Um, where he becomes part of the Taken, and you see some weird shit like the sheriff was going to provide her more pages, and he dis- he disappears randomly, and and then it, basically she goes back and follows uh, Nightingale into um, Cauldron Lake, where the the events of the first game ended. And she gets pulled in the in-between, and she brings back... When she gets out, she kills uh, Nightingale and brings back Alan Wake. Uh, he doesn't know what happened. He has no memory of what's going on. And it goes to a part where they take him to uh, Bright Falls' hotel, and they kind of start questioning him. And so he realizes that he's been told that he's been missing for 13 years, and he didn't realize he's been gone for that long. And then he goes into this whole bit where he's breaking to the pieces of his memory he remembers and start telling from his side. So you kind of flip to his. And so her gameplay is more of like very survival horror. It's third person, uh, kind of like a Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Uh, there's a lot of fucking jump scares, kind of like the, um, like the Call of Duty. A lot of them. <laughs> Halloween event where you open up the, the fucking yes. chest and just something screaming in your face. That happens a lot in that one too, when you get to different areas. That never failed to make me jump either. Uh, I finally got immune to it after a certain point. Um, his, a million his, times going off. His side is the same way. He's fighting these shadows, but uh, it's more it's more linear. It's not open, kind of like on Saga's side. And his is more trippy. Like I just went through a whole bit where he keeps repeating going to this talk show where he's talking about his book that he never wrote. And he doesn't have any recollection of it. And he's in like a dark version of New York where he's trying to get back to his old apartment building to find out what happened to his wife. And so it, right now the story is kind of like divulging where Mr. Scratch from the first game is still trying to find a way out. But apparently he became a version of Alan Wake. Uh, it's like his doppelganger. Uh, so you don't know what's kind of going on. There's a lot of stuff mo- moving around. It's like he doesn't remember what's happening. And he's recalling some of the stuff he did in the, in the, the dark place is what he calls it. And trying to figure out what got him out, and it's what's still trying to get him out there. So you have like a saga, and then you have Alex Casey, which is her partner, which is also the fictional character he wrote in his books. So there's a lot of shit on here that's like none of this is making sense. Yeah, these uh, threads are these yeah. threads are all interwound. So you can't tell what's real and what's not. And then not only that, what's uh, what's funny is that I keep running into um, stuff from the control game so like uh there's a federal bureau of control station outside cauldron lake recording what they call um uh weather patterns is what they say and then i keep running into the janitor from the control <laughs> who was a main character in there he keeps popping up in there and telling me where to go he keeps telling alan wake where to go and it's the same fucking janitor from control the one that's bending and twisting through dimensions and stuff like that and i, I don't know where he ever came from in that first game but he's in there too he's just in there just singing doing different songs in there too that's awesome but, that their worlds are connected like that. Yeah, so that so far this the the only things they've a pulled from those games. I, I, Alex Casey's like a freaking spot on recreation of Max Payne. He does like the the facial expressions with a smile and everything. And it's, it's Sam like a, Lake, right? Yeah, Sam Lake. Is that also, Sam Lake's character? Yeah, he's also uh, Alex Casey. And it's funny because like he's doing like the, the the smiles and nods, and he's a cop, like a hard uh, boiled uh, New York cop, the same exact voice and everything from uh, it's everything but the name Max Payne. Um, so it's like straight remedy verse game. Basically, yeah, everything yeah. but uh, everything but Quantum Break. But the the main character from Quantum Break was it Sean Ash- Ashmore? He's the sheriff in this game, so he's also in it. So so it is in it, yeah. It's not. Yeah, but he's not that same character. But they brought him over. So 
Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, because I think there's some Microsoft, kind of uh, Microsoft still have that IP or yeah, something. Yeah, the IP still tied up with Microsoft. I think they only bought Alan Wake from Microsoft. They never bought the Quantum Break. Uh, so I mean, there, there's a lot of you. Like, I don't know what's real, and then they keep running. Like, people from that Bright Falls keeps running into sagas. Like, oh, you're back, and we, we're glad you're back for so long because remember you and your daughter. And she's like, I'd never lived in this town before. So there's like so much like a uh, uh, random ass X esque. Uh, Twin Peaks, like random shit happening here. Like she's just playing along because like she's pretty good. She's like a profiler, so like she has like a mind palace similar to like if you ever watched the the re- the new versions of Sherlock Holmes with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Cumberland was it Cumberbatch? Yeah. Uh, where he has a mind palace where he stores like that's why he's a, he keeps all his immense knowledge from because he creates a, a location and he stores all his information in there. He can pull it. That's why he can remember everything. And she has something like that, and she uses that to map out her cases. So she's very good in, in cool. occurrence, and she can look at like uh, witnesses and like know what they're hiding immediately. She's a good profiler, very good. And so, um, she, I, you could, I don't know what's going on, man. There's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts in here. I, I still don't know what's going on, but it's enough in there to pull you along because I think when you do Alan Wake's part, he like does everything story based. So like. He, if he comes to a like a tunnel they can't get past on there, he changes the story. He'll type up another story, be like, "Oh, the cultists were doing a sum, uh, summoning here, and then oh, the cultists were mur- murdering people here, and oh, you know, I'm looking for That's a cool. FBI agent, agent, agent." And it redoes the whole area to give you different access to that area. His story kind of changes to what he needs to do to move on. So, I mean, his whole shtick is like trying to write a story to get out of the dark place. He didn't realize he's been in there for 13 years. He said it feels like months. But it, he's been stuck in there for a long time. So, um, so far, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm not sure where it's going. So, I've, I'm still lost because now I'm at the part where uh, I got to go to this uh, amusement park called uh, Coffee World. So, I can get a, a key to go into the trailers to enact a part of the story that Saga's trying to enact that Alan was had that apparently leads to the location of the clicker because he needs a clicker to finally defeat Mr. Scratch. Uh in Coffee World. In, in Coffee World. Uh, Take me to Coffee World. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'm dabbling with other stuff here and there, but nothing to really talk about. So, mm. have you played any of that Star Ocean uh, remake? I guess Star Ocean Second Story remake. I got like three or four hours into it. I saw uh, a demo. I saw a, a demo for it. I was gonna download. It's not quite I, to the sale price. I wanted to support Star Ocean, but. It's um it's a good recreation of the the, the PlayStation game. Uh, the demo, I think, I never played it. I saw somebody online was talking about. It. I think they give you three hours. It's like the old school PlayStation demos. Yeah. You get three hours, or you get to a certain point in the story, or you get to a certain level, and then they cut you off. Okay. And then you carry the data over. Uh, I never did the the demo, but I think that was the whole shtick of it. I got you. So, but that, but that should be enough to give you like a, a taste of yeah. For right. To continue. Yeah. The, I do like the 2.5D engine is very neat. So it is, it is it a looks, nice recreation of the PlayStation game and modernized version of it. The aesthetic, the aesthetic looks more natural to me than like the Octopath. I know those are very popular, but something about the sheen of them is just kind of off to me. But this, well, this looks well, like the, the right mix. Yeah, the Octopath has always done like those 2D-esque type games, like those um, 16-bit RPGs. This one is definitely uh, the PlayStation era 32-bit, where you had that uh, when... Because when you did the original Star Ocean on PlayStation, because I've been that many times, because you had 2D characters, and then it was a full 3D world. Right. 
Uh, so this one does that 2.5D, and I think is a good balance that works in that 3D world. Because you can turn that whole camera around the whole area you're walking around, and it, it works very well. Uh, it's an interesting take when they could have just done the, you know, the straight 2D flat background as like right. or um, any, anything else. So I think they did a pretty good job with that. I think that it's a very good celebration of the anniversary of uh, Star Ocean, uh, too. Let's so see how that looks. And that's like revered as like the best one, I think, is the second story. Yeah, because I think the <clears> one on <throat> Super Nintendo was uh, it had several. I mean, the biggest thing on that was the different endings. But I think the one on PlayStation Star Trek 2 was the one where like you can get a team of like eight people. And depending on the combination of who you beat the team with, I think there was like over 80 endings. That was like the big sell factor. Like there's so much replay value in this game. You can get 80 different endings depending on who you beat the game with. So. Right. Coming off like Chrono Trigger doing the same type thing. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it for me. I'll kick it over to Brant. Wrap it up for us here. Um, I guess I can start with games acquired. Games acquired. Our favorite I just segment. Have, I just have two that came in from Limited Run. I got uh, the Gargoyles remastered. Okay. Uh, picked that I up for that Switch. Even came out. Yeah. And got the uh, physical copy of Castlevania Advance Collection. Collection. For the PlayStation Quattro. Yes. And Cinco. Um, um, oh, Black Friday. Did anybody grab any Black Friday games? I was going to say, as far as Black acquired? Friday goes, I haven't really gotten partake, anything else. I partaked in uh, Richard's uh, Need for Speed. That was it. Yeah, we got the same game from Walmart for 15 bucks, and that was it. That was all that was, only thing that was, I saw. It jumped out. Only thing I bought, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen anything for Black Friday or Cyber Monday that just like really jumped out and I was like, "Ooh, I, yeah. you know, that's such a great deal and uh, I'll just jump up." No. And nothing I'm going to really... play right now like Sonic the no. Sonic uh But I mean there, there was, was nothing 40. there was nothing really that great on sale cuz I mean shit, even like Resident Evil 4 was like 39. Usually by this time it's like 20 yeah. or less. It's like they were very like conservative this year on their sales prices. So. <clears throat> oh yeah. Not even not even Dead Space remake that was like what thirty four ninety nine by now I would expect it like twenty four or less so I was like oh, oh yeah it's twenty so yeah I was kind yeah. of surprised and but... it's on Game Pass now too mm-hmm. yeah by now that's usually when you would see a lot of those go to at the lowest nineteen for some of those games and like you said maybe twenty four or twenty nine on some of those games that have been out for a while like Dead Space or any of those and hell I remember. Black Friday's pass, yeah, going to places yep. and getting a stack because you've got a yep. got all those games marked down that much, and this year is just this is nothing. Man, standing in front of the in, in front of the end the cap bins, with, yeah, yeah, the bins with the with the ad like, all right, yellow stickers ten dollars, <laughs> red stickers fifteen, yeah, hey, loading up. I still remember me and Richard going to GameStop to get a Far Cry Primal for some reason we had to have it. <laughs> That was you dragging us along for that quest. <laughs> this time have it. we won't be able to find it anymore. I was like, sure, let's get a used copy of Far Cry Primal for PS4 for four ninety nine or whatever it was. Probably the worst version of Far Cry. It's like a inverse map flip of what five, with the mastodons and stuff. Yeah, it's the same it, map. Was it after four? <clears> they came out before five, I think. That's like they didn't know they needed something to come out with, and they came out with Primal after four or something like that. Okay, it's four then, not five. I was thinking, yeah, before the American, it was like the American oh, Central before, America thing for or five. the cult leadership and then five. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm uh, sorry. You didn't mean to derail. Black Friday purchases. No, it's all right. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, well, I, I guess I do know why. Um, over the holiday, I guess just because it was the easiest thing to throw in my pocket, that PSP Go PSP came Go. with me a lot. And for whatever reason, I just kind of globbed onto uh, <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep and started one of the story. Oh, Brent. Oh, Brent. Because that's the one where there's like three different main characters and you go through each one of their stories. Um, How does and it's one on PSP? It actually plays really good. I remember how good it looked when it came out. It it plays really really good, and it never ceases to impress me at just how good it looks and functions on this device. Everything they squeezed onto that UMD. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the, so the handoff on that is doing the same thing with three characters, right? Aren't you essentially rehashing the same yeah, it missions or levels kind with of, three characters? It kind of jumps back and forth and um you do you might do the levels in different orders, um and you will have different things to do in the levels. Um you know, one character he thinks he's doing the right things, but he's not really where the other character goes behind him and she's kind of she she is the one that's like going behind him and eventually she does they meet up in uh one level all three of them and he's like oh yeah i've been doing this and this and she, he's like i've really been helping she's like no no you haven't <laughs> i've i've been to a lot of the places you have and i've i've seen i, I don't think you understand what you're doing are they mul- so. like multiverses story wise no, it's it's <clears throat> just the same still kind of Kingdom Hearts thing. A character drops in in a Disney property, Disney World property. It's not like a multiverse kind of deal. Brian, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. I think that's the one I gave up on because that's the one where they encourage you to beat three I, times, right? I was about to say, that's, <laughs> yeah. that is the I, one Cesar has like, never eh. beaten. Yeah. I beat the first. It's like, then beat it with the other characters. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Good. What uh, What Disney universes are in this one? There's Lilo and Stitch. There's Cinderella, um, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Peter Pan. Old princesses. Um, because I think this is a prequel to the Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a prequel to the first game. Yeah, so it's like they kind of kept it old school to I guess to flesh out the story because a lot of these characters was a design choice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's cool. There's like a Disney. What is it like a Disney amusement amusement park thing? The, I forget what they call it. Disney Disney Town or Land? something like that. It's like Disney <laughs> Town. Disney World. It's like it's where, Disney, where are you setting us up for here? No, it's Disney Di- Town. <clears throat> Disney World adjacent. Imagine if they made a theme park just Disney stuff. I know that would be crazy, Might right? Might be successful. Um, but it's I don't know. It's just got its hooks in me. I'm because there's there is a grinding mechanic to where in this one. You get different and better moves by um, you start out with one command and you level it up and then you can meld different commands together to get something different. Yeah. So I always wind up in the weeds of looking at, you know, different commands and what's the best stuff and how exactly what's the best way, best combinations to get to that attack, you know, quickest and then you just start wrecking everything. And so. it's a portable game, so you're able to take it everywhere and yep. 
level up and all and it's built i mean it's built for that right it's built oh yeah to go back in your pocket and break it out and and knock out a couple of the grinding sessions um i just i just got to the part where um the character that thinks he's doing good he and he's in the uh neverland and he runs into captain hook and uh smee and they basically kind of hoodwink him into uh <clears throat> helping them protect the treasure and oh, so when peter pan comes around there's no roof then look looky, i got hooky <laughs> no which which hook <laughs> verse is this <laughs> so when uh peter pan comes around they're like oh yeah he's he's the boy that's giving us trouble and there's literally a command at the top right before you fight peter pan it just says put peter pan in his place and that's <laughs> it's that's the thing that has uh gotten meme status from the game so did you mash the button? I just I just put Peter Pan in his place. Yeah. Huh. Uh, you, uh, did you stuff the the alligator or the crocodile in the middle of the town square? No, <laughs> I did. Back to Hook. <laughs> hey man, I watched Hook so many times, man. <clears throat> Have you met uh, Julia good, Roberts it's yet? Good. <laughs> it's a good movie. That's my definitive Peter Pan too. So. People shit on it, man, but I love that movie. No, it's a good soundtrack. Movie. Yeah, everything. Dustin Hoffman is fantastic. It's like born for that role. Um, other than that, some Warzone um, where you need to buy the Groot. I was about to say, still, still playing some Warzone. Our uh, <laughs> I know the win that the win that Team I posted group. uh to our to, to Twitter. I think you reposted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I retweeted. I retweeted you re, it. You re-xed it, whatever it is. Oh, uh, I have a, I have Blue Sky invites. You want a Blue Sky invite, Brant? Blue Sky. What the hell is Blue Sky? The Twitter alternative when we all leave the Twitterverse. It's uh, made nobody, by the creator. It's made by the creator of Twitter. Nobody That's leaves Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Nobody. It's, I mean, it's a, I'm still there, but yeah. Let's say nobody. Nobody really leaves. I, it's I like a it backup time. plan. I give it time until somebody's like, oh, subscription. And he's like, oh, I fucked up. And then it goes off the subscription. Or uh, subscription every, for all. Yeah. It's going to happen. He's going to be like, let me test the water. There's been so okay. many Twitter alternatives, and they've all fizzled. So, I mean, this one has the most steam, I would say, so yeah. far. It's no, a, steam it's has steam. Brain. You could say no. Yeah, steam it's, a, it's, like a, it's like Gmail, too. You can only get in with invite. Oh, God. It's, it's vetted. Yeah. Oh, you mean like, uh, what was that, Google? Or Facebook uh, in the beginning. What was Google's uh, social media that they did? Uh, I remember that. Places? Did they call it Places? Person? That's not. Nobody no, jumped at that. It's not ringing I, a bell. Not, not Google Circle? Was Google it Circles? Circle. It might have been. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds closer. But I remember, yeah, that was invite only for a while. I mean, everything Google was invite only yeah, for a while. G- Cesar got me a Gmail a long time ago. Google Circles. That sounds right. It does. Google Plus Circles. I don't know. Google Plus. Google Plus is what it's called. Before everybody started using Plus. Yeah, everybody has Plus now. But I think it was called Google Plus first because it it was done in 2011. Yeah, I was going to say, it was it yeah. was a while ago. Google, Google Plus Social Network launch. Yeah. It was June Google 28, Plus. 2011. It was before everybody started putting plus in there. Quickly abandoned. 2019 is when it went down. Yeah, it lasted eight years. Yeah, I used, still use it as my login. For more, well, they shit. they force integrated it into like YouTube and everything. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I remember our one win from Warzone that Wednesday uh, was crazy. Like I said, you posted it. Play re, Wednesday. Re, uh, reposted, <laughs> retweeted, whatever. Um, and it was a round where we literally had just just survived the whole time, and we're you know running from place to place, getting our stuff, swimming. We wound up in the uh, the Rataway below the uh, what is it, the waterworks or whatever it is, the castle. Yeah, everything's like uh, reddish and bluish and orange under there. Mm-hmm. And it's we one of those castles. Uh, we saw where the circle, the final circle, was going to be. We ran uh, out into the parking garage and into a stairwell, and we're all in the st- and we've all got durables. And we're pretty much determined to be like, all right, well, let's wait it out. Let's just wait it out. And then <laughs> we start hearing a bunch of movement up the stairs. Richard take takes off up the stairs and I start hearing gunfire and he's like, I'm down, I'm down. And like, I start going up the stairs. I turn around, go back down. Remember this one Me now. and Cesar are just kind of like looking at each other. Cesar goes down the stairs. I'm like, well, screw it. I'll go up the stairs. I run into the guy that uh, had killed you. This is a good clip because uh, I'm defeated the whole time. We've been getting our asses handed to us. And I'm like, we tried. Second place. It's fine. Second yeah. place is okay. I, I start shooting him. He backs up. I close the door, set a claymore down, and back up so that I can reload. He opens the door, and he's down by the claymore. I'm like, yes! So I go, I go behind the wall for a second to to load up on plates. And as I'm uh, finishing plating up, I'm running up the stairs. There's his teammate. So I'm like, ah, surely I'm going to die. But I shoot him. He winds up going down. I go ahead and kill him. I turn the corner. Um, I guess his teammate that originally got down didn't have a revive. So I run over there and start beating the hell out of him. He dies. And then uh, the circle has already closed in. Get my mask, I guess, had already broken. So I beat him, and then all of a sudden I'm down. And yeah, I'm you just, see it break in that clip. I'm just, I'm just like crawling on the <laughs> ground, and I hear you guys yelling about. You're like, oh, oh, this is gonna be second place. Oh wait, Cesar, get him, get him! And uh, talking about Cesar was shooting somebody in the back, and the guy turned around and like immediately downed Cesar. Oh, that was uh, it was Lilith from Diablo, right? He was yeah. in a courtyard. I'm watching his feed while you're... I thought you were dead this whole time. Mm, same. So, Cesar's shooting this guy in the back, and he, like, vanishes behind him and murders him. I'm like, how did this... What? You hear it in the clip. Like, how did that just happen? Hey, I'm finding those characters in LOA, too, where they just ride the shadows and appear behind me. I'm like, okay, I guess that just carries over another... <laughs> yeah, but in Warzone, well. I've never seen someone move like they did in Warzone. There, there was... In that kill. There were some would uh play today with friend of the show Russell, which we kept coming in second, where people were like sliding in magically and killing me uh, as they're sliding through. Like it's like John Woo just sliding in. Tired of those jumpers and, and sliders. Oh uh, well, they, like, well, how yeah, do they know we're there? How do they? I just Russell, Russell was telling me like, there. "What the fuck was that?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." I I, I did see something <laughs> about they're looking into some kind of glitch that allows you to sprint while prone or I, something. I saw that too, yeah. So yeah. that could be what's going on is there's some hinky glitch. It's definitely killing us. Um but yeah, you that's going on. I'm on the ground. I'm watching the ticker um go down for, you know, my revival thing and I just sit there and watch it until it goes almost out and then I go ahead and revive myself. And I mean, as soon as I stand up uh, you know, Richard's, ah, oh, damn it, damn it, second place, second, and then all of a sudden it just Give goes, war zone, first place, and 
I think you hear me go like, what? you're like, what, Brent? <laughs> what did you, what? <laughs> oh man, we get needed that victory, man. Always, always, Richard. As soon as the wind comes up, get a clip, get a, get clip. a clip, get a clip. What happened? I wish we'd seen. I wish I'd gotten one of that freaking Lilith vanishing behind Cesar. I was like, what just happened? And then he, he's like a instant murder. Like, how did this happen? May lead in the back or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, we should all be playing Dishonored PS3, and we would never be disappointed because it'd be too slow. Let's see. I've noticed that too. You you go down really quick getting meleeed because I've I've been in the water with people with the with a pistol or something firing directly at them with the pistol and they just get yeah. right up on me and hit me melee me twice and I'm down I'm like what I the mean, heck? Does it work how like am I shooting you in the face I saw that like that for me I saw that with, uh, with uh, Richard man there was somebody was meleeing him and I sat there melee somebody for like 48 minutes and it's like it took me 40 minutes to take him down yeah. it took like two hits for Richard and he's down I'm like I don't get it so. Oh, that was when we were swimming in the water, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I, I, I went behind you, and I'm just like, when it's like I'm forever, they get you like <clears throat> Immediately, yeah, two hits, and you're just floating. Man, all <laughs> shields. Like, what do you have? <laughs> what do you have? What did you equip somehow that, yeah, sucks. Like, how does this happen? <clears throat> uh, other than all that, I still have been rocking the Super Mario RPG remake, which yeah. is an it's it's an absolutely amazing game. This game Enjoy has so it. much. I've been I've been saying it that it has so much charm uh, and personality, and I really hope that this game does extremely well and does really well for Nintendo, and they consider making a um, a sequel to this game several several years later. Might have been John Ricciardi or somebody with 8-4 play. Like, it's not, you don't just snap your fingers and, and convert to a new title, but he's saying, like, all that work's done, that engine's there, it's in place, just go ahead and keep, well, this whatever, was, keep that team on there. This was done in Unity, from what I heard, so. Unity for life, let's go. But say they, they might have to switch engines if Unity goes crazy with all the stuff oh, that they did the recently all stuff that they're talking about doing he resigned and all that i don't even think and, we, i think that resolved itself before we yeah. could even talk yeah. about it on the show they walked it back i think there might be some caveats for the they, new version of it yeah but it's not required i think it's, they walked it back but the damage has been done their stock had fallen and people yep. left and i mean who, who is it uh who's it richard john john Britishello. it's Rich almost John? like ricky Artie, but he is yeah. a good person that works for a4 play not the not the the famed EA exec that put uh, boxes and <laughs> blind the like what do they call them? loot boxes and all that stuff back in the day. You guys including Mass to, Effect. You guys just need to play like the No More Heroes for uh, the art like the the indie version of that game. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but uh, not not the numbered ones, but like Travis like, Strikes Back. Travis Strikes Back. Like Suda Fifty One talks shit about him <laughs> all through that whole game. Like he he does like a suitable name about him. Like it's like. You can really, tell John? Something, but he changed yeah. his name because he gave him so much hell in the Shadow of the Damned. Like he told him to change so much shit in that game. He, he, you can tell like he did not like this guy. Like there's a whole bit in there where he kind of like talks shit about him. Like this, I forgot that was an EA joint. Yeah, he was in that. He's he's a, like a anagram of his name is in there as a character who's like oh an evil God. villain in the game. Like <laughs> trying to exec. change stuff. Yeah, yeah is he like a record change. label exec? It's yeah. like you need to change this and that and this. And then like, Travis is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Uh, I still remember it to this day that Travis strikes back because I want to play this. Like, it's, it's fucking hilarious. You know who it is. So it's why does fucking... anybody hire him? Like, why would you hire this person? We need we need income. This person knows how to how to flip a buck. Nobody will put the loot boxes him. in my game. 
Nobody will hire Andrew House, though. We need us more Andrew House. Or Peter Moore anymore. Peter Moore left uh, Liverpool. He's not with Liverpool Football Club anymore. Yeah, but he did what he needed to do, right? He won a champ, right? We did. Yeah. European Championship. Yeah. Former Dreamcast exec and Xbox uh, exec. And he was at EA, too, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. he the Madden guy? Or a GTA 4 tattoo enthusiast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I progressed uh, through the story. Uh, Mallow has 100% joined me now that I help him get back uh, his coin. He was able to buy the his... Uh, the, yes, the, the frog. <laughs> he was able to buy his uh, grandpa um, a cricket pie, which we then delivered to him. Uh, and shocker, we found out Mallow is actually not a frog. He's uh, he was he was delivered there as a, he found him. He found him as a baby and took him in. So he's going to go with me and and try and find his his true home. Um, we also fought a uh, a sword named Clay Morton uh, and got a star, a piece of star, um, which. At the time, didn't know what it was, but obviously, you know, most Mario games have stars Otherwise, that you collect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you find out it's a it's a piece of uh, I think there's seven at the beginning here that you have to collect. Um, it's called Legend of the Seven Stars, or did they not? Yeah, did they not use that subtitle for this one? No, it just says Super Mario RPG. RPG. Yeah, my cartridge says Legend of the Seven Stars. I'm pretty sure. Um, we then continued to a town that needed our help. There was, uh, a bunch of arrows falling from the sky. It was paralyzing all the little toad people as they were walking through the, uh, walking through the town. And we, the toad people. uh, we, uh, fought, uh, that enemy. His name was, uh, Boyer. He was a bow. Um, and in doing so, uh, we joined up with uh, Gino, who is a puppet. Because when we originally got to that town, there was a little toad kid playing uh, in the inn. He was playing with his toys, and he had a like a marionette kind of puppet-looking guy named Gino that he said is the best. He's he's the most powerful. And then through some far. through some magic, a <clears throat> uh, little twinkle came through the window and and possessed Gino. And now like Pinocchio uh, style, yes. And now Gino is alive, and he's actually a, a guardian of, um, oh gosh, what did they call it? Basically, the the things that make all the wishes come true um, broke apart when the giant sword fell from the sky, broke it apart into the seven stars. So he's the guardian of the of that area. And he's here to try and collect these these superstars. Uh, so he's gonna join us. Uh, we've seen join Bowser. Us Gino, Gino for Smash. Gino is actually really powerful, really good. Um, him and his special bean cannon, right? Yeah, and we get these uh these like tr- uh, trio moves where you can fill up that meter at the bottom, like I was telling talking about um last last week and actually do a, a super move with all it's three like of your, trigger right yeah, yeah with your party combo and it's 
it's pretty cool. Combo breaker. We've seen uh, Bowser around. He's been kind of gathering his minions, talking about trying to take back his castle. Uh, And then you see him again, and he lost some people, and he's still talking about how he can't let anybody know that he can't get his castle back, and he's uh, afraid that if people find out, he won't be feared anymore. And uh, so you wind up. Uh, trekking down, trying to find Peach, and she's in Booster's castle. Booster's this little scraggly-looking Viking dude with this, like, <laughs> dumb, smiley little face. He's always got his mouth open. And, I didn't get that far. I don't remember that character. Uh, here. It's called Booster? See. Yeah. I'll look oh, it shit. up on here. Ah, oh, damn. No, the glare! No! Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that character yeah. before. He's a, he's a goofy little dude. Like a Wario Jason character. Yeah, he looks no. very much like Wario. You can see he, where he would have been a Wario at some point. And he definitely kind of acts like Wario. He's very goofy, very dopey. Um, I think uh, I think his curtain mini game is still one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> so there's. There's so many times where like he's doing something and he's like, I've got to get away from Mario and you're you're right there and he's like, You, you help me do whatever this is yeah and his jumps weren't 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 Yeah. So um he's he's got Peach up in the up in the tower. She landed from the sky. Um he says he's gonna marry her. He's um like Cesar said, there's a part where they're talking about uh, rehearsing for the for the wedding and he's got a bunch of shy guys that are basically his minions and he wants to rehearse uh, with these toys that he has um, up in up in his room and they can't find the Mario one and it's actually up on the shelf but you heard them you were actually up there and you have to run behind these curtains to hide from them and that's the mini there's, game. There's three shy guys. So he tells one of the shy guys, uh, the we can't find the Mario doll. He's gotta be behind those curtains. Uh go go check the curtains. And the shy guy just kind of like goes back and forth and will open a curtain. So you've got to move. And then he tells the second one, okay, no, 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 you go over there and help him. And they open the same curtains, so they just you know swap back cool. and forth. And uh, then they add the third one in there going back and forth and trying. So you're trying not to get caught and you're, you know, running back and forth. It's pretty funny. And then he like goes, a whack-a-mole. they open every single <laughs> one except the last one. And then Booster goes over there and opens it. Um, But he winds up taking Peach, running off to a chapel, trying to elope. Um, still the ugly Viking dude. Yes. Um, they lock the castle up, so you have to go in the back way. Uh, you wind up uh, going through the kitchen, and you see this giant pink monstrosity of a cake that they're making for the wedding. Uh, you go in there uh, into the chapel area. And they kind of drag Peach up the aisle, but she loses a bunch of her uh, stuff. She loses her, like, crown, oh. um, a shoe, 
Um, or accoutrement. Yeah, a brooch. She loses a couple. She loses like four things. And I think this is a plot device of some kind. Yeah, she. He tells the shy guys to grab him real quick because he's trying to get married and 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 be done with it. So you have to run and grab them. There's candles all down the aisle, and the candles are being lit while this is going on. Is it a platforming section, or is it still turn based when they're doing no? That? It's no, it's it's literally it's just kind of the open world thing. The shy guys are running around. They've already grabbed the items, but you have to talk to each one of the shy guys and grab the item. And the last thing you have to find is the crown. The crown's kind of hidden, but if you're looking, you'll see see where it is. And it the game tells you, you know, uh, collect the items, all four items, before uh, the candles are lit, uh, and something good might happen. So you collect the items, and then uh, Peach says that she's going to give you a kiss. So... <laughs> one of three things, she? one of three things can happen depending on the outcome of that mini game. Um, if I guess if you do it quick enough, Peach will give you a kiss. If you, I don't know exactly how bad you have to mess up for the other two to happen, but the other outcomes are Bowser gives you a kiss, or you wind up in the center and Bowser and uh, Booster are on either side of you and kiss both Mario's cheeks. That's the more interesting lore to me. <laughs> Which one did um, you get? Uh, I actually got Bowser. And what's funny is every Bowser time smooch. it's it, it, every time like the cutscene is like Peach leans in to give you a kiss. Yeah. And if you get one of the other ones, she leans in and then she goes, oh, and like runs off. And then yeah. <laughs> the other. It's almost Final Fantasy 7 Golden Saucer adjacent. The date at the Golden Saucer. <laughs> I remember once I got yeah. Barrett, I was like, what happened? What did I choose? <laughs> How did I end up on a date with Barrett? I always got Aerith. I don't know. So at this point, uh, Bowser is in your pack. Is <laughs> He's in your party. Um, he's joined you for the adventure because he realizes he needs you to help get back his castle. Uh, you take Peach back to the castle. Um, she says that she's going to stay there. Uh, she wants. She initially wants to come with you, and then she concedes um, to the other toads that uh, Chancellor. Who says no no you need to stay here okay well i'll just go up to my room and rest um and you exit the castle only to have her jump out and parasol down and join your party so now peach has joined my party now she battling um we had to go back to mallow's grandfather um to learn about another star piece uh, which was on like this, what was it, Star Hills or something like that? I can't remember the area 100%. Um, and that one we didn't have to fight anybody for. Literally, you just kind of go through the area, and as you're looking around, you it's on the ground, so you just go and pick it up. So I have three or four stars now. I think I have of the seven. Yeah. Uh, Drawn Grave says Barrett is the best date. 
<laughs> Barrett. So sorry, you went on the best day with Barrett. Barrett Wallace. I guess I uh, asked all the right questions of Barrett. Treated him right. I'm looking forward to recreating that uh, in <laughs> Rebirth. Is that is that the appropriate lore for you? That'll be the right <laughs> telling of that story. Is that sure. Yeah. With Barrett. Yeah. Unless they, you can somehow sneak Vincent in there or some way or Red Thirteen. Oh, I love Red Thirteen. No. But I know I've probably missed some story beats in there, but it's it's definitely a good game. I, I think um, even if you're not a big RPG person, um, the charm in this game alone should should have you playing an RPG. It's it's not really like most most other RPGs, and it's uh it's it's just fun. It's just a good game. Really well written. Stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Even with the... Didn't need a remake, but the remake definitely makes it more accessible on a, yeah. a platform that sold, what now, 130 million units or something? Yeah. And I mean, people were clamoring to get it added to the online service, but mm-hmm. that's, I guess that's why they never never did it. I mean, this works. A full-blown remake. Yeah, yeah, this works. Yeah. A faithful one, too, right? I remember when it came to the Wii Virtual Console, how big that of a deal that was. Yeah, they made a song on it. We hear it every time on Twitter. <laughs> dun, dun, I haven't watched dun, that dun, in a while. Dun, 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 dun. Somebody always retweets it on Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? It does it. Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden <laughs> 2, Ninja Gaiden 3. <laughs> F-Zero. <laughs> it's like the guy's like, wait, you already wrote a song to this? <laughs> Just singing it the whole time. Hey, the eShop, the eShop update is, is already up. What? It's too early. <laughs> It's like eleven. Was it like eleven thirty? Usually they wait yeah, till midnight, right? Such a good bit. <laughs> we usually wait till midnight. Adventure Island one, Adventure <laughs> Island two. <laughs> good stuff. All right, is that it, Brant? Uh yeah, that's it for me. My voice has survived the show. Uh, Cesar, you got anything else to add? Absolutely nothing whatsoever. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adiós.